0: and Peter Schweizer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view. This
1: is The Drilldown with Peter Schweitzer.
0: Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power in Washington, D.C. I'm joined, as always, by the co-host, uh, Eric Eggers. He's an author and vice president here at the Government Accountability Institute. Well, last week, we had as a guest... A member of the mafia, and we try to keep it professional here and information oriented. But I have to tell you, the mafia conversation got me thinking a little bit more about family. Uh, and so, how was your weekend?
1: Do I, do I have to start referring to you as Don Peter or Don Schweitzer? <laughs> there you go, Godfather. Uh, no, hey, thanks for asking uh, about my weekend and, and my family. It was good. It's football season, right? Yeah. And so it was fun because I have a, a son who's more into Pokemon than pigskin, <laughs> but he's playing flag football. And I was trying to, you know, teach him the rules and stuff. Uh, but he's, you know, he's a little bit of a deficit. Like, uh, not only yeah. does he, from like a gene standpoint, right? The athleticism <laughs> is not going to be in his favor. But my man, like at practice, you know, he's just out there in his Velcro sneakers. And other kids, they like swagged out to the max. They got gloves. They got mouth guards. They've got like the performance enhancing, uh, you know, clothes. So it's funny to see just the dichotomy in equipment. In the flag football.
0: Yeah. So you're using the equipment to compensate Mm. for maybe concerns that you have in other areas. Other
1: parents are for sure. Other
0: parents are for sure. Uh, So this is reminiscent, actually, of something we want to talk about today.
1: Oh, yeah. What's that? We want to talk
0: about the fact that the federal government is buying, I would argue, all kinds of unnecessary equipment, mainly weapons. Uh, And it's a huge problem with the federal government, and we're going to talk about it today because we're seeing the militarization of the federal government in a way which is quite scary because those guns – are frankly pointed at us.
1: So I like that. So like the parents that have bought their kids way too much stuff for flag football, they're either overcompensating for their child's lack of athleticism or the fact that they're in failed marriages. What are the federal governments going to be overcompensating for by buying all these weapons, do we think?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that today. What is the motive? But just to sort of put this into perspective, because when we think of the military uh, and, and law enforcement agencies of the federal government, we're like, that's great. That makes sense. People don't realize all these other government agencies that have been given the power not only to buy weapons, to use weapons, but also to arrest people. We were talking about football. So let's talk about the IRS. Touchdowns are worth seven points, right, in football. With extra points, yeah. Yeah, you've taught your son that and you're learning that. Do you know how much the IRS spent on ammunition in just one year? 10,0 One hundred thousand touchdowns worth seven hundred thousand dollars
1: worth of ammunition for basically people whose job is to collect taxes, like it's paper pushers.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and they have become in effect a law enforcement agency. Uh, they spent nearly eleven million dollars on guns, ammunition, and military style equipment for its twenty three hundred sixteen quote unquote special.
1: Agents. And so what's interesting about this, and this is a fun I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you because it should be noted even though people can't see you. You're literally wearing a gun shirt right now. So <laughs> so, so you are like clearly pro weapon. Although you would say you are pro
0: I'm pro self defense. I'm pro Second Amendment. Yeah. I love going to the gun range and shooting. And I know I think a fair amount about military. So when you And my re- favorite
1: weapons are words. So,
0: <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> we'll see how that goes down <laughs> when somebody breaks into your
1: house. Hey, two guys walk into a bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but I say like it. So you are not anti and I'm not anti like I'm pro Second Amendment, I'm pro sure. people having the right and ability to, to arm themselves. But I think it's interesting to think about like part of why they want to have that right is this concern of what happens if the federal government comes for you. I mean, there's this idea of self-defense, self-defense from what? Well, from criminals or from evildoers, right, but also p- potentially government overreach. And that's what's troubling about this is we're now seeing a place where they're, they're potentially equipped pun intended to do lots of things that maybe government agencies like the epa shouldn't be able to do
0: the bureau of engraving actually has agents wait that wait wait armed. wait we
1: have a bureau of engraving we have a bureau of a engraving. federal bureau this of engraving? is
0: relating this is related to the treasury department they're the ones that actually produce the dollar bills okay. so you'd say okay well that kind of makes sense but why you're giving law enforcement arrest capabilities to people at the Forest Service, yeah. the EPA, the IRS, all these other government entities, as we're going to discuss today, this is a huge problem. To illustrate how bad the problem is, as of today in the United States, and this has been true for the last five or six years, and it continues to expand, there are now more federal bureaucrats armed than there are members of the entire United States Marine Corps.
1: Say that again, because that's i mean—that's a big stat. Uh, and, and I like the aspect of the incentive structure and how broken it is. because right. And the reason why it's a problem, it's not a problem is going to get better anytime soon. is like who would stop it, right? right? Not the gun manufacturers that are selling their wares to right. the f- the same federal government that on some levels sort of demonizing the gun industry, right? After That's these right. Mass shootings. Yet you've got the department of forestry, the department of the interior. Uh, you can go on USA I mean, if you want to have some fun listener, go on USA and just search for a Glock or a, a gun manufacturer and look at all the different contracts that these weapon companies have. The uh, Glock, for example, I think has contracts with 117 different federal agencies. <laughs>
0: that's unbelievable. So but say, unbelievable. let's say that's that again. Yeah, there are more federal bureaucrats armed now that have arrest capabilities that there are members of the united states marine corps which is about 180 thousand marines uh in this country so it's remarkable and we're going to talk today about some of the weapons they have i ran across a a gao report from 2018 the environmental protection agency uh, owns silencers or suppressors which you wonder why they would want those the one that really got me though by the way was the national institutes of health uh, much in the news related to COVID. In the agency review by the Government Accountability Office, they reported having, quote, pyrotechnics and large caliber launchers.
1: And because, and you're, quote, because you're a weapons guy, you know that pyrotechnics really are what? Grenades. These are like
0: flashbang grenades. These are, so why the National Institutes of Health actually owns grenades and with large caliber launchers, they're basically talking about grenade launchers. I have no idea why NIH needs this. Well, it's probably do.
1: we've done stuff on NIH before. I mean, anymore, it's probably for either a Fauci's personal defense team or B, it's like the squad is going to make sure you get your vaccine. Right? That's right. <laughs> no, you will take this. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> you will be, or, vaccinated. Or will be pulling the pin. But four years ago, right. And and I was just spending money on stuff like remember drag queen. I mean, yes, there was all kinds of weird stuff, stuff to promote yes. health related things. So yep. I could see grenades being like, look, you don't want to explode in right. terms of obesity. So, and then, <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't want to figuratively (laughs) explode, so we're going to actually use a liberal grenade. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. A new weight loss technique. (laughs) Um, So let's get specific about what we're talking about in terms of government agencies and give you some stats, and then we're going to talk about some examples uh, of crazy stuff that the EPA and these other government agencies have actually done against Americans, but this is broad and widespread. So Health and Human Services, they run the food stamp program. Mm-hmm. They're involved in running food stamp program and, and other uh, health care systems. They have federal agencies. NASA, who launches people to the moon, now has arrest capability uh, and is well armed. The Forest Service, the Bureau of Engraving, they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on weapons and tactical equipment. There was a a report a couple of years ago by Open the Books, a great organization, by the way, called the Militarization of America. They found that civilian agencies in the federal government spent $1.5 billion on guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment between 2006 and 2014. The examples they cite include IRS agents with AR-15s, EPA bureaucrats wearing camouflage. I mean, that's got to be
1: crazy again 1.5 billion and this is why it's a concern to me and i think you raise an interesting point about how unnecessary it is not just from a mission standpoint but even from like hey if we're trying to be efficient like let's assume that they're actually okay you're an epa agent every once in a while you run into a situation where you know an armed presence is necessary Sure, are there not other solutions to that
0: well how did it used to happen if the epa Let's say there was a landowner that was um, engaged in activities. I love EPA your
1: scenarios. Out. Like, okay, imagine a <laughs> landowner. It's the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> Gout <laughs> is common throughout the land.
0: Well, so EPA was founded in 1970, <laughs> so we're not going to go quite that far back. But you know, there, there's a dispute. They're they're engaged in some kind of behavior that's bad for the environment. There's a rancher. Somebody that
1: wants the rights to my land.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want to take my land, and and the let's say the, of the gold mining. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. The, <laughs> all right. We're talking 1970s. Okay, right. We're not talking 1870s. And and so what do they do? The EPA would call local law enforcement. The sheriff would show up with them and they would talk to the landowner and deal with it. That's the way it used to be done. That's a good way to do it, I think, because you've got two sides to this. you got the EPA and you got the landowner. And so let's say something horrible goes down and there's a shootout. You at least have somebody that's kind of independent who's not in this feud, namely the sheriff's department or local law enforcement, that can say what went down. Today, what happens is the EPA bureaucrat shows up with armed EPA agents, and let's say something goes down with that same landowner. Now you have the armed guys and the bureaucrats who both work for the same government agency, Mm. Against the landowner. You have no independent law enforcement arbitrator. And we had a crazy thing go down in a Alaska gold mining town, Chicken, Alaska. This is crazy. You found this. Yeah. Tell me about what happened
1: in Chicken, Alaska. Yeah, it's a it's a well-known story from a few years ago, but I think it speaks to the larger point, which is when you have like, let's say you're part of the EPA, is like tax squad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a real thing. (laughs) So I mean, because they have thousands of people whose job it is to now. I mean, you, Hey, we have this camouflage equipment. We have the night vision goggles. We have the weapons with silencers. So kind of like a hammer hits a nail, a tool will look for a scenario in which it can be used as that tool is. So you've got this mine, this gold mining town, chicken, Alaska. Um, the town for what it's worth has a population of a robust 17 full-time residents right and there was
0: some dispute right
1: yeah there's some issue uh about you know uh violations of the clean water act right okay. so you know i mean it seems like a job for a scientist with a beaker <laughs> not a bureaucrat <laughs> in kevlar not a, not a tactical squad but so who showed up for the EPA so in this town, this town of, 17. of 17 people as many as eight fully armed epa agents in body armor <laughs> Surge, as the reports go, surging out of the wilderness with <laughs> jackets emblazed and police with big letters, right? right? And these and these miners in Chicken Dang, Alaska are like, "What is happening? Like, what? What? You know, are are we under attack? Is like right. Russia doing this thing?" Uh, and so, right, the it's obviously out of. Uh, proportion with the actual threat. I mean, you know, everyone wants clean water, especially if you live in Mississippi these days. But right. you know, is this really a job for a, a tax squad, or so, could this not be? It could, you know, would a strongly worded letter have not gotten the job done?
0: <laughs> there are ways to do this, so they did this because of uh, what was they alleged or believed was a violation of the Clean Water Act. It makes me wonder what a possible violation of EPA rules on formaldehyde emissions. From wood products would get you. Would that get you a drone strike? (laughs) I mean, what, what, how, how, you know, how are you going to deal with these things? You should deal with them in a way that is non-threatening. I understand there are laws that you need to enforce, but eight guys in tactical gear emerging from the woods, as opposed to showing up in a government car, uh, is patently absurd. And and this is the reason why people are increasingly distrustful. Of the federal government. Everybody says, oh, it's all this hateful rhetoric. It's this anti government rhetoric. No, it's not. It's when the federal government is arming to use those weapons against us, citizens rather than some foreign threat. That's when people get nervous and worried.
1: Another famous story from a Pennsylvania auto repair shop. Ah. This guy was just, says, in the middle of his day, uh, running his auto repair place, all of a sudden, 12 armed federal agents with little EPA badges come storming the place, right? Like, everybody gets the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the EPA. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was conceptually a violation of the Clean Air Act. Oh, Clean Air because, Act. Because okay. And what they're doing, right, is looking to see if they were properly securing like the emissions right uh on these vehicles
0: so why not just show up with a briefcase and a cell phone right i mean did they have reason to believe that these guys were violent nothing violent happened no, right and
1: I mean, then not only that that everything was fine like they were performing the repairs the correct way <laughs> i mean and i will say you know somebody that drives a diesel i'm aware of there's you know you can do stuff to your diesel emissions sure that so, allegedly improved performance and would technically be in violation of the EPA. But it's crazy to think that if that happens, like somebody's doing that, oh, we got a tip, (laughs) that these guys are doing the the leets and next thing you know, here comes the tax squad from the EPA to to check the smog.
0: Yeah. Now, Now there was a famous story in the 1990s, involving Madeleine Albright, who was Secretary of State in the Clinton administration, and I think this is apropos to what you're talking about when you have something. Now you want she looks it.
1: like somebody that packs heat.
0: <laughs> so, so Madeleine Albright, <laughs> they were having a cabinet discussion about the use of force in Bosnia, and she was in favor of it, and there were other people saying, "No, we need to take it easy." And and you know, Bill Clinton was kind of on the fence, and Madeleine Albright said we have the military sometimes we just need to use it Right. otherwise why do we have it and i think your point is it's similar here i mean if you're a government bureaucrat and you're buying all kinds of ammunition and you're buying firearms you're training these people uh, you're hiring you know thousands of you need to use them because otherwise people are going to say why do we need these so you look for ex- absurd cases like this auto shop or like chicken alaska where you're going to flex your muscles the problem is It is threatening to the American people, and it leads people to fear their government. And that's where we are today, in part because of this kind of activity.
1: In Florida, the legislature appropriates the budget each year, and so they have a practice known as fourth quarter dumping, which if you're a lobbyist, you're like in love with because like, hey, man, these guys have to get rid of this money exactly, because otherwise they won't get the same amount of money next year. You didn't spend it. We're not going to give you more. So the incentive structure is so broken. You've got. Entire industries, hey, it's our job to get the money. You are incentivized to spend it so you get as much, if not more, next year, right? Right. And the biggest loser is the taxpayer. So that's why you have things like the Small Business Administration spending tens of thousands of dollars to load its gun locker with Glocks. Uh, The U.S. Fish and Wildlife modified their Glocks with silencers. Oh,
0: I love it. Um, it. They didn't want to disrupt the waterfowl in the area when
1: something was going on. But to the point of the trend, right? So, Department of Veteran Affairs, your job is to care for veterans. (laughs) <laughs> and are they, and they doing, have guns? Right. Are they doing an elite job of that, by the way? No, they're no. doing a
0: horrible job at what they're actually supposed to be doing.
1: So in 1996, they had zero employees with arrest and firearm authority. By 2016, they had 3,700 oh, officers with millions of dollars with guns and ammo, including AR 15s, SIG uh, semi automatic pistols. HHS has the same type of weapons as the military special forces do. HHS, like Health and Human Services, <laughs> like buy somebody a house bro you know
0: no it's it it, it's scary it's it's funny and it's an example of government excess and government abuse and government waste but it's also scary uh because when government gets this power they don't want to give it up and they want to use it and you've got to wonder what what is it that the veterans administration feels that they need this for and i can understand let's say somebody who's a vet gets mad because there's abuse You should have law enforcement or you should have security personnel that are not part of the government bureaucracy. Otherwise, you end up with this sort of corruption, this concentration of power. And by the way, I'll point out also, Eric, it is ironic to me that this is happening by these government agencies. It's being supported in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to bet that some of the people that are supporting these budget authorizations are the same people who are in favor of disarming the police, defunding the police who don't want to support border patrol. In other words, parts of the government aid, uh, elements that have legitimate purposes to protect ordinary Americans, they're against that, but they're in favor of giving arms and weapons to government bureaucrats who are going to point those weapons at ordinary Americans. It's it's really amazing when you think about
1: it. Oh, it's absolutely insane. Bill Maher actually made a point, I think on a recent episode to talk about the fact that the defense budget, right, has doubled. In the last 15 years, even though we have uh, conceptually engaged in two fewer wars. Right. Right? We're, yeah, we're no, right. We're no longer fighting in Iraq or yeah. Afghanistan, yet the defense budget has doubled. And he uses the point, and I haven't seen the new Top Gun movie. Have you seen it? I have not, but I guess apparently the bad guys in the Top Gun movie are just called the enemy. Like, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got nobody, <laughs> yeah. so it, and, and it, they don't want to say the Chinese, yeah. by
1: the way, because then right. they're going to run into distribution. problems. But, problem but his end. point is like it kind of doesn't matter, right? right. Like we're like ah, right. eh, as long we, we need somebody to fight. It does like the specifics aren't as relevant as the fact that there is an enemy that we need to be heavily armed and equipped to handle the problem. In the military it makes sense, but right. for these federal bureaucracies, the enemy right. is the American citizen. That's right, and so you've got yeah, like why would the Small Business Administration need 3,700 people, why would the, the Veterans Affairs 20 years ago, you didn't need it? Why are you doing it now? And I think you and I and working in the space of, you know, public interest, public money, personal enrichment, you know, lobbying, you know, somebody left Congress, got a job with one of these entities, they're on a board, they're getting paid. And so they're I mean, it's all insider access, insider connections. And so there's no incentive to have it deescalate. And you talk about like the hypocrisy of somebody says, hey, we want to defund the police, yet we'll arm epa agents right how about president joe biden he's the one that's in charge of the federal government he, after you've all these tragedies and everything else you've heard all the rhetoric about the gun agencies it's his own government that are propping up these same gun lobbies yeah that you so proudly tout on your shirt
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right and and also let's keep in mind that that the ethos or the mindset of people on the political left like the biden administration and others is that uh they use this term like gun violence that so we have violence it's caused by the guns themselves right why don't they apply that logic to the federal government i mean you know isn't isn't if you give guns to 2500 epa agents by their standard is that not going to create more conflict and violence now i don't subscribe to that thinking but they do so so they're twisted up and the bottom line is they basically trust government bureaucrats with firearms mm. they don't trust the average american uh, and that, I think, is is a dangerous place for a republic because it means that the government really does view the American people at some level as their enemy.
1: Well, and I think you may raise a great point too about like why would not the regular law enforcement agencies be sufficient for the task at hand? Um, not only because hey, like that's their full time job, but their training's got to be vastly superior. So, from a taxpayer standpoint, not only are we paying for the thirty seven hundred employees for Veterans Affairs to have you know millions of dollars worth of weapons. We're conceptually also then paying for whatever training they're going to, right? And even the the training we're going to, they're going to can't be like, that's not their full time job, right? Right. I mean, it's like, they can't be as well trained as actual law enforcement officials. Right, exactly. So so you've got people that are overly equipped from a, uh, you know, equipment standpoint, under equipped from a training standpoint, being asked to do a job with like lives on the line
0: that's right that's right I we need to have clean lines you need to have government agencies that are uh, involved in you know clarifying and making sure that laws are being enforced but then you have to have a separate law enforcement element so you don't have concentrated power otherwise you give these government agencies too much power uh, now they literally have the ability uh, to kill people Uh, These government agencies do, and that should not be their responsibility. Veterans Affairs, one of their duties, one of their responsibilities they now have is the capacity to kill people. That's not what they should be doing. That is the role of law enforcement. Well, I'm sorry you don't
1: take the threat to clean water seriously, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth defending. (laughs) So here's my question for you. Yeah. Maybe
0: 10 years down the road, you don't want to work for GAI anymore. Maybe you want to work for HHS Mm. as an armed agent. So why don't you come into the gun range with me and we can practice get you up to speed with a firearm in case you decide to have a career change in this way.
1: Here's the thing is I would only be interested in guns. If I had, like if I was more into guns, I would want to carry them in the front pocket of my hoodie. And I just, it seems like a bad move.
0: Yeah, you need a really small gun, a really <laughs> small gun to put in the front of your hoodie. I completely get it. Well, thank you everybody for listening as always. Uh, this is The Drill Down. You can find our podcast at the I would certainly commend Eric's terrific book on voter fraud a title fraud that came out in 2018 it predicted a lot of the stuff that's in the news now and you can certainly find my books like red-handed and clinton cash and others at amazon and other fine retailers
1: i mean at this point you touting red-handed just running up the score like it's totally unnecessary (laughs) do you guys even have any copies of that left
0: i don't know i'm kind of like tom brady in the fourth quarter keep me in the game (laughs) even though we're up by 40 points i'm kidding Uh, no he's not (laughs) (laughs) anyway thanks for joining us and we look forward to uh, discussing other interesting things on our next podcast thanks for joining us